What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their vision for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be having Jordan Plows on the podcast, who's the founder of Light AI. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, excited to have you on for round two. I love doing round twos. I haven't done too many of them, maybe like five or six. So excited to hear about what's going on with Light AI. <laughs> I guess we'll yeah, start yeah. there. I mean, for people that didn't listen to the episode, uh, you know, a little while back, what are you working on? What is Light AI? Yeah, so Light AI uh, exists. Our mission is to actually automate tedious and repetitive tasks that developers face daily using artificial intelligence. Um, that's That would be our long-term mission. So what that really looks like is that all technical teams of every phase deal with similar problems. And we want to bring in AI to solve to automate a lot of those problems and save hundreds of hours and maybe even millions of dollars. So walk me through a little bit about kind of like um, a use case if someone or like if someone was to use the product or use the AI, um, like how, how does it work if I'm a if I'm a developer and I'm someone that wants to like adopt it? Can you kind of walk through kind of how, how it works? Yeah. So. So obviously we can't like automate everything at once. Right. That's just not possible. So today we're focused on one specific area, which has a huge market, which is documentation, uh, documentation, writing documentation, API documentation and user guides really common for all companies, Stripes, Apple, Pinterest, Reddit, even smaller stage companies. But what's really common is having documentation rot, which is documentation that's not maintained, updated, and is ultimately outdated, right? So we're really passionate about solving this problem. And we're not the first people to think about documentation generators. You know, uh, the first documentation generators 20 years ago by Oracle called Javadoc. But what we're doing is we're creating a documentation generator for all documentation formats. And the way a developer could use it today is we're in early access, so they'd have to get early access, but they'd actually just download what we're calling light docs into their developer environment. We support Visual Studio Code right now. And every code commit, we have a continuous pipeline and every code commit, we're writing docs. Uh, you can approve those docs, you can publish them, we can host them for you. But ultimately our, our belief is that docs should be searchable, usable, and attractive. They should be written. They should be written separately from code. Shouldn't rot away. Users should not have to try and interpret your documentation. And documentation should not be an afterthought. I love it. I mean, documentation is so key, right? And but but putting. I mean, it makes sense. Putting it together is kind of a, is kind of a lot. So if you do it automatically, that's fantastic. Tell me a little bit about the origin story here. Like, why did you get started on this? Tell me about kind of like why why light AI. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, I was previous on this, previously on this podcast and we were working on hardware for a long time, but 
we kind of just stuck with hardware to, to the public. We told the public, you know, we're still, kind of, we told that, you know, we were kind of still talking about hardware, but truthfully, internally, I've been working on a, a lot of side projects that were really AI driven. And I was doing a lot of user testing on several of these sub, side projects. They were not all the same. One was, you know, trying to solve some issues that I saw in G Suite, some were some other things. And as I was doing a lot of user testing, a lot of my users were telling me, you know, you sound like an AI company. Why, why are you called light computer? And so that really sp spiraled this whole thing. And, and so we immediately like, you know, we're right. We are an AI company. So we, we named ourselves light AI. And from that point, we were like a year and a half late, but we said, you know what, we need to get on the GPT-3 chain, emailed the CTO. We got uh, like two days later, got beta, private beta access to GPT-3 and then Codex and just started iterating, iterating, iterating. And originally what we were working on, which we've since actually brought out of, brought back into a, a really long private beta, which is um, we we're working on creating websites and uh, full stack applications just using plain English. So we called that a product light code. And the whole idea behind that was that you would just be able to describe like the website you want to build and, and what you'd want and could generate a footer, nav bar, hero images, everything, and make this beautiful website kind of competing against Webflow. But what we learned in that is that it's very, very resource intensive and it's a very long road. And what we also learned was that where these models really excel right now is with text. So if you send in text and you just want text out, you can do a lot with the technology today and the technology is really, really primed for that. So we're obviously a business, we need to make revenue and we want to solve a real problem. And so it made sense that we get into documentation where our model can succeed and we put light code on the shelf and, and that's exactly what we did. And then if you kind of like look out a little bit into the future, five, 10, 15 years, like what, what do you want this to become? Or I guess in other words, like what's the big vision here and what direction are you rowing in with, uh, with light AI? Yeah, I think something that I was reading yesterday from uh, Sam Altman, he has this thing called the Moore's law for everything. I, I really think that there's going to be a huge like socioeconomic shift with the way AI is integrated into, into businesses, right? I was reading the statistic yesterday that there's over a million jobs in demand for developers right now. And there's like one fourth of that in actual supply. And so I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a lot more adaptation of AI into businesses where they're, they're resource constrained. It's actually, uh, even though it's devastating, it's actually the best time for our business right now as companies are laying off employees um, because we don't want to see employees laid off, but we also want to see businesses succeed because as they succeed, they can actually hire more employees. And so our belief, our, our five, 10 year, 15 year roadmap is that AI is actually almost like an employee inside these businesses, writing code next to developers, writing documentation next to developers, writing, uh, building advanced pipelines, building authentication, uh, querying databases, even uh, in five years, being part of their legal team. And I think that that will be a huge market for light AI as we continually reduce the heavy weight of some of these applications. And in order to make that happen, like you'll need some help, right? It takes a village to make a startup work and scale. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community assist? Are you hiring, raising money, looking for beta testers, you know, people to hack on it? You know, how can we assist? <laughs> yeah, we're looking for all of the above, right? Uh, definitely actively fundraising right now. And if, if anybody, you know, wants to have that conversation, I'm on my email is Jordan at light AI beta. It'd be great 
for people who are interested in early access to follow us on Twitter and message us there. Cause we give a lot of, we're starting to give demos up there and we give a lot grants, a lot of early access. We're not actively hiring, but we do need end user testing and beta testing. So if you're a product manager, a documentation manager, or a technical writer, you're our customer and we need to talk to you. So it'd be great to contact you and talk to you. You can reach out to me via LinkedIn or again, my email, uh, Jordan at Light AI Beta. And that, that would be like, those are some really great ways to support us. And then I know you just plugged a few, but I'll give you an opportunity to share anything else that maybe you didn't. Is there anywhere else someone can learn about what you're doing? You know, maybe website one more time or social media or anywhere else someone can find you online before we, before we call it a day? No, that, that's, uh, that's about it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Take two. I, I, I love where you're at. I love where the company's at. And I wish you the best of luck building this out. Thanks so much, Matt. It was a great talking to you.